with a queen. Oh, hello! Hi everyone, I'm Rachel aka Rackaroonie Hooney. Welcome to my podcast, Chatting Bear, a place to feel good about yourself, the world and your place in it. And we're looking at ways of coming out of lockdown into normal society, we're looking at mental health issues and we're looking at just general health, well-being um, and saving the planet of course. Um, this week my topic is we are discussing is Tourette syndrome. Um, with me, I have a very good friend, Rich Key. Hi, Rich. Uh, hi, hi, Rich. Hello. <laughs> um, so I'm going to be asking Rich some questions about um, the level of understanding of Tourette's. Um, my understanding, I'm going to be talking about, and then we're going to try and like, bust some good old-fashioned myths about it, and hopefully get the understanding um, out there, the awareness, the understanding, everything improved basically, so that more people can actually understand what the real situation is with Tourette syndrome. Right. Okay. So my level of understanding, the first I remember about Tourette's um, was swearing. It was the swearing, which I think is probably what most people think is Tourette's syndrome. I'm, I'm, okay, I've got to look it up. I've got to get it in front of me. There yeah. is a word for when you swear, when, when you're, um, you have motor tics and verbal tics. Yes. And when your verbal tics take the form of um, curse words, there is a word for it, is which I'm looking there? up now. Oh. Because um, it's needlessly complicated uh, to say um, Tourette's swearing. Uh, it's a coprolali, cap. Coprolalia? Coprolalia, yes, it does. Coprolalia. Yes. That's probably why we don't know it, because it's a hard word to say. Is, um, <laughs> according to what I've seen, it's about 10% of people with Tourette's syndrome uh, have it so that uh, the words that come out of your mouth are uh, like tend to be obscene. We'll get into why later. Yeah, but that's it's, it's so interesting. Stuff. Yeah, because that was that have to say that was that was my level of understanding of what Tourette's is. And I think for a lot of people, that is what their level of understanding. But of course, like we've like Richard's just said, only ten percent of people with Tourette's syndrome have the verbal tics. There are other tics. There are motor okay. tics. You have it, it, got to clarify that. Oh, so, right. Ev everyone with Tourette's has verbal tics oh. um, for, for me personally they aren't always as clear to like actually the, kind of what I want to get into with um, talking about Tourette's in general yeah there is a big difference between what um, pe people think that the severity of Tourette's depends on how much they as an outsider can notice it right so the idea that like your Tourette's is better or worse depending on how loud and how obscene it is is just kind of a, 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 a misconception yeah <laughs> because it feels about the same no matter what you're doing or saying but it kind of makes it about your problem is worse if more people are bothered by it which kind of gets into the weird offensive angle of right it. yeah it's like if um it's like saying that you know you you only have sympathy for someone in a wheelchair if they're specifically in your way like yeah if, if like you know we all have that thing of like if someone's on crutches or whatever and you're like you know like you feel sympathy from them from from a distance but if you're trying to get somewhere and they're in front of you then you're like shaking your fists at the back of their head yeah like we all lack of empathy know, we, we all have that uh for different things mm. where it's it's easier to have sympathy when it's not something that's deliberately in your way and you know if you're in a place that's supposed to be quiet like if you're in the cinema or something and someone's having like 
big loud verbal ticks mm. that's when you get annoyed by it um, and that's when it kind of challenges you it's easy to just sit and watch a good documentary about te- t- uh, Tourette's and there are so many and I tend to not uh, enjoy watching any of them uh, where it's almost always like let's just get a few people with Tourette's and just follow them around with a camera and I yeah. I find that kind of obnoxious I'm like I, I want the host to be wearing the top hat and have the cane I'm like and if you're going to be a ringmaster Mm. wear the costume like I find it very voyeuristic I'm not a fan I watched a this is again this is my level of understanding of Tourette's until recently Uh, until I met you really actually and you know we've discussed things um, on on occasion Um, I watched a programme and it must be about 12 years ago I can't remember what channel it was on but it was I think aimed at raising awareness of Tourette's but it really didn't come across that way Um, and what I what my take out from that show was there was um, a person who had gone to a seminar and there was a woman speaking at this seminar and she had a dog with her. And all of a sudden, this person who had Tourette shouted, your dog's got tits, (laughs) which is hilarious. And I have to say, I mean, we laughed about it, but that's not what that programme, I think, was aiming at doing. I think it was aiming at raising awareness and empathy, but it really just made you laugh. There was also a person who would um, have a dog and go to one side of the st- a busy street. He'd, be, he'd make the dog wait. He'd be on the other side, busy cars coming, and he'd be going, come on then, come on then, to the dog, playing chicken. And again, that made you kind of laugh, but in a really sick, dark way. But that was like then... It was kind of, okay, you're telling us about Tourette's, but you're really not showing a good light on it necessarily. Would you say that? It's, I have real complicated feelings about it because uh, I, especially in the, um, you know, age of social media, and I've been on, um, like I had Facebook and stuff for a few years before I was diagnosed, but after I had ticks and people do share clips sometimes where it's like they think that they're being, um, really empathetic just for even acknowledging people with Tourette's, but also at the same time, when they say like, and look how funny it is. I'm like, yeah, if it's making you say funny things that are inappropriate, it's always funny when someone says the quiet part out loud or says the thing that everyone's thinking or yes. makes you notice. Like if someone says, oh, your dog's got tits. It's like, like that's not uh, that's not offending anybody. And it's like, yeah, dogs do have tits. It's kind of like, yeah. but no, you don't think of it. Like, like, like it's, it's don't announce it necessarily. It's like, yeah, it's inappropriate. I'm like, someone without Tourette shouting that would also kind of get a like what kind of laugh out of it. <laughs> yes, yeah, so that's what it was um, a what laugh. Yeah, like, oh my yeah. god, I can't believe you said that. Um, I'm a lot more sensitive when it comes to making fun of kids who have it. Absolutely. Just you shouldn't make fun of kids. Full stop. Absolutely. Um, for things that they can't control, least of all. Mm. And I don't know. Like with with me, it's it's as much a trust issue of. I don't know if I don't know if this is a if your heart's in the right place or if it's not because you know sometimes jokes that are made like you know between friends that are lighthearted like if I know you well enough and I know that you respect me as a person generally mm. and that you don't just think of me as like that frequent Tourette's like then I trust you to have a bit of banter about it and I don't really mind but if someone just on the street yelled at me like you know what why is your neck doing that funny thing like I would take umbrage of that because mm. I'm like that's you'd be you know that you're just some random asshole pointing and, out yeah absolutely and, okay so uh, yeah f- from that then Rich I, I know that generally I think it's from the age of four ticks can start to show um what age because but but then it doesn't mean to say that you're necessarily diagnosed then so what age did you start showing ticks see this is um the tricky thing and i actually talked to my um because my dad asked about this uh the other day because my parents 
adamantly say that they just don't notice my tics because they just... It's you. They, you know, they mm. know me for 30 years. Yeah, exactly. And they, they first started being pointed out to me when I was about nine or ten, kind of on the tail end of a primary school. Right. And I think the first time that it was ever brought up as if it was some kind of problem that I needed to work on. Um, I, you know, I do um, uh, performing arts stuff. That's how we know each other. Yes. And I started at uh, dance school uh, when I was about seven. And it was the, I think it was the first time that I had um, a lot to do in one of the dance school shows that they do every year. Mm. And there was one part where um, I was, I was like briefly sort of centre stage doing a little dancey bit. And I remember my uh, dad just saying like, you're doing this thing of like rolling your neck back. Uh, this is, I try to explain it with audio. So my, my most visible tick, which makes people think that it's like the worst one for me and it's like, no, it's it's kind of the most satisfying one. So it's the one that feels good. So <laughs> okay. For me, it's less of an issue, but I know it's the one that makes people notice. And so that makes me feel bad. Yeah. But it's also the one that gives me the, the dopamine hit that I want. So it's a, it's complicated. Mm-hmm. But it's, I kind of roll my head back to the right. Um, and the most, when it's particularly uh, vocal, it's going to be particularly, um, not vocal, particularly um, obvious, uh, is I kind of put my right, I put my head down towards my right um, pectoral mm-hmm. and then kind of roll it all the way up to um, kind of as if you imagine doing, um, you know, when you roll your neck in ex- uh, when it, as if you're about to exercise. Yes. Kind of just doing that quickly Half to one the one almost. side. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And sometimes I just like, it's just like a shiver where my head goes again to the, yes. like up and to the right. I've seen you do those, yes. That's the most um, blatant one and that's the one that kind of will make people turn around and go what was that and if people are used to it then they just don't care like mm. i'd say i don't ever get like discriminated against for tourette's by like grown-ass adults mm. i did when i was a kid but i wasn't diagnosed until i was 23 god um, you're joking because um so i have these ticks, and whenever we asked doctors about it and it was usually you know i because I'm asthmatic, I like went to the doctors quite a bit, and it was something we would just ask about. We've got, I've got these ticks. Is there something we can take for it? Like, what, what's it all about? Mm. And at least at that time, when, you know, we're talking to kind of mid aughts uh, to early 2010s. GPs, the GPs I spoke to, didn't really have much of a working knowledge of of Tourette's and what it, what is or is not actual Tourette syndrome, and what is just a tick. Because oh. ticks, everyone has. They're extremely common to have a. Just little habitual things. The, the way that I try and ex- explain it is there are certain um, movements or certain, like clearing your throat or something. You do that for a reason. Yes. Like if, you're, if your throat tickles a bit, <clears throat> you clear your throat. Yes. If you, uh, you know, some people, like you breathe more heavily because you need to. You blink because your eyes are itchy. Mm-hmm. Those are all, uh, and you know, things like, that what I described of like shaking, rolling your shoulders, like that's something you do if your shoulder is getting a bit stiff mm. or if you've got something on you and you kind of bat it away. So they're all like, it's like you're having these reactions that are completely normal programmed reactions. Like your brain knows when you feel this sensation, you do this to solve it. Yes. And it's like that lobe in your brain is just constantly pinched and reacting to things without them needing to actually be there as a stimulus to trigger it right and what with the swearing for example hmm. uh, one thing that everyone can relate to is if you have a sudden burst of pain like if you stub your toe or trap your fingers in something 
what makes you feel good, you swear your ass off and you mm-hmm. shout and you scream and you yell at the wound. And I'm like, that's oh, yes. not solving the problem, but it makes you feel better. And oh, it, yes. it gives you the endorphins um, to, co- to cope with it. It does. And it just it just gets it out. It's cathar- catharsis is the word. I'm yes. And what all that Tourette's is really is your body thinks it needs to do those reactions without having the stimulus to prompt it. And that's really all it comes down to. I also kind of associate it with being constantly feeling a little bit drunk. Like, you know, when you've you've had um, a couple of drinks and you're you're not falling over or anything, but your inhibitions start to go a little bit. Yeah. You start to get a little bit more, like, mumbly in your mouth. You start to, like, cough for no reason and things. Just your body just kind of throws all that stuff out there because, yeah. because you're poisoning yourself with uh, <laughs> with uh, a liquid that is going to make your brain less functional. Yes. And that feels kind of good. Like it yeah. is, and that's like having Tourette's kind of feels good. I feel like it's... Really? It, yeah, because you're constantly in... And unfortunately, it does make you kind of a dopamine addict, um, which everyone oh. is anyway. Yeah, well, so, yeah. And it having, is a good having things like habitually looking at your phone and stuff, I feel like I'm more even more programmed towards that kind of wanting like quick, easy dopamine hits than everyone else because that's just in my bloodstream all the that's time. That's really interesting. Um, I think well, from what you've said, I mean, I do talk about my fibroids an awful lot and yeah. I will shut up one day. Okay, go ahead. Um, but it, to me, it's actually, there is a similarity there because with, with fibro, your nerves are telling your brain that you're in a lot of pain when you're not. Yeah. So it's kind of like there's a similar kind of feed going on there. I mean, obviously mine's mine's pain. Yours is almost like to release tension or something yeah, going more, on. I'd say more kind of discomfort than yeah. pain necessarily. Because you say when you do that movement in the air, do you feel a release of tension when you do oh, that? Like, and nothing else will do it. Right. Um, when I'm, because um, I do a lot of, uh, you know, stage stuff. And one pe- people always kind of go, oh, whenever I tell them this stuff. So hopefully it's going to be interesting to listen to. Um, I find it fascinating. Yeah, when I am... Um, because I have kind of a policy with... And bef- even before I was diagnosed, I was like, I knew myself as someone with tics and twitches. Mm-hmm. I knew, like, that was there even before I knew this is definitely the syndrome I have. Yeah. Um, uh, so... You knew you were different by having I, these. I knew that I had certain physical compulsions that I cannot go two hours without doing any of it. Like, uh-huh. that is that is physically impossible and deeply uncomfortable to even attempt. Yeah. So, um, what I have to do is, I have to, any character I'm cast as, doesn't matter what their role is in the story or anything like that, I have to look, you know, have an early conversation with myself of, this character now has Tourette's because I do. Like, I am playing, I can only play human beings who also have it. Just like, you know, again, to use like the wheelchair analogy, like, you know, you can play a character who isn't written to have a wheelchair, but if you're in a wheelchair, that character's in a wheelchair now, and you ha- you have to kind of look at how that character would be, would behave differently, and how they would think differently, yes. and how they would go about the world differently if they were in a wheelchair. Okay. And that can be really effective. Like, they just did a, uh, recently they did a production of um, Oklahoma on Broadway, where the character of Ada Wani was played by um actress called uh, Ali Stoker, who's... Um, I believe like a like full time wheelchair user. Wow! And you know, Ada Wani is a character who's usually like you typically associate with like a dancer or someone who's like yes. really kind of up on her feet all the time. Yeah. But yeah, they had her in a wheelchair, and it didn't matter at all because like 
it, that character's personality is, you know, she's the one who sings, I can't say no. Yeah. And it was like, she did it on the Tony. So I've seen her perform that song. And she made it work. Cause, and it's really um, great. And I'm like, yeah, like just cause someone's in a wheelchair doesn't mean that they're not like a sexual being. Or that they don't have That they don't have desires and that they don't have love lives and that yeah. they're not, that they can't be like sexy as hell. Yeah. Which Ali Stroker is. And it, you know, there was kind of this big, like a lot of people who were not, um, disabled were like wow like she really made it around and all the people a lot of people who were who are disabled were kind of saying this is what we've always been trying to tell you um, and so having directors like that for me and it's not something I go and talk to directors about because it's kind of they they, they won't know what to say with it, with it really yeah. it's something I have to do for myself um, I see that's really I, interesting because so like, when to, you're on stage I don't see you uh, well, well, I don't see your tics it, on stage. It depends on entirely on the character. Right. So if I'm playing a character who's meant to be a bit sort of manic and goofy, the tics completely lend themselves and I just let them go. Sure. And sometimes they actually help because I, if, if you've got a character who's constantly like saying the wrong thing, it's like, hey, I know that feeling, so just throw it in. Yeah. That character, some characters having Tourette's works better than others. If I'm playing, like the role I'm playing in Guys and Dolls right now is uh, Sky Masterson, who you know was played by people like Marlon Brando, like these well. kind of these kind of you know dashing, cool, calm, suave character actors. And so I'm trying to play a character like that, but as someone who has Tourette's, and so I now have to approach it invariably as this is a version of Sky who has Tourette's. And we know that he's someone who doesn't let that show. So I have to work that into the way I approach the character. And it kind of gives me a new avenue into it of playing the character as someone who wants people to be these calm and collected, but also needs a lot of time to himself to get his his ticks out. Like, And that kind of actually gives me a bit of a motivation for why he keeps people at a bit of a distance and kind of doesn't stay in one place too long and likes to spend a lot of time on his own and is kind of addicted to gambling and like I say about <laughs> this compulsive behavior being kind of caught up in it yes and so I kind of because I can I have some level of control over which ticks I do at any given time there has to be something mm-hmm. so for example if I'm playing a character where I don't want to do a lot of upper body ticks which are the, that's where people are looking is at your face sure your you know if, so if i'm moving my shoulders around like that's distracting for the audience um and that means that i'm then overthinking what i look like and that's no good for acting but i can kind of move my ticks into my fingers or down into my toes temporarily um while i'm on stage so if i'm wearing now i feel like everyone who ever watches me in a performance now is going to be thinking <laughs> we're going to watch your hands they're going to be, they're going to be watching my hands and they're going to they're going to be looking at my shoes and going, that boy's toes are just bouncing around like the Dickens, aren't they? And the, the answer is yes. Um, like I did a um, uh, role for Tadlock a couple of years ago um, in Sugar Sunset Boulevard. I was on stage pretty much throughout playing yeah. a character who was supposed to be very kind of, kind of world weary and very kind of sarcastic and not someone who has a lot of like big energetic moments. Yeah. And for... For that role where I was on stage all the time, I really had to kind of meditate the ticks to where I, into my feet. And then the rare times I got to go off stage, I would just have like a big sort of full body release of it, just like loosen up everything. The way that you would if you, you know, if you imagine if you have to like stand perfectly still and not move anything for 10 minutes. Yeah. And then 
you shake everything and it's just like ah oh, it's like reset that release, and you, yes. you just need that release like yeah. you just need to get one little dose of your normal <laughs> and then you can go back into it that's amazing so I, and i've just got into the routine of it like i say this is i i was doing shows since i was seven and i my tics started to become obvious around 10 and i wasn't diagnosed till i was 23 so i figured all of this stuff out before i even could say i had Tourette. Wow. Um, I should say the first time I said the words myself, uh, Tourette syndrome, I was about sixteen or seventeen. Oh right. And it was um when I finally kind of said it to my parents of like I've tried asking doctors and they they always just kind of dismiss the idea because I don't have what they think the symptoms should be. But you know, Wikipedia exists by this point and other you know, I've read things on Google and yeah. you know, I've done my research and I was like I'm pretty sure I have Tourette syndrome and my parents were like they were they were very um supportive about it but I think they basically thought that doesn't seem right that seems a bit extreme but we should at least find out yes. for you. We tried asking a doctor and he said no like the you know it might just be a thing of like because you're still growing and you should you should meditate more like take anxiety medication and oh, it was um great. And did you feel let down by the doctor when he said that to you? I, I, yeah, I felt a little bit gaslit is a bit far, but that kind of, yeah. you, know, you know, when you're just like, I know, I know my body better than you do on this front. Yeah. Like, he was belittling your it's not, it's not symptoms. Something you, it's not something you can find from an x-ray. Like it's mm. basically, you just need to explain at some length your truth of like, this is what actually, this is what I feel like. This is why I feel like I have to do these moves this is what I feel from doing them. And um, I was ultimately um, able to get um, spoken to by a specialist. I went to university in Wales, which I have to say, um, they're a tad better at the NHS than England are. Um, like they, when you want an appointment, like, yeah, you might have to wait a while, but they will, they won't avoid getting you the um, referrals the way that I sometimes find um, happens in England, where I think the budget's stretched a bit tighter. Like, I don't want to have a go at doctors here, but if you're asking for a referral because you might have something you read about online, they're pretty dismissive of that, generally, because, yeah. you know, it's a waste of resources. Well, you're not running doctors down. You're just telling us your experience, and it and wasn't a great experience. It's not some, and it's not something they can cure. It's not something that mm. you can really treat. And Is there not, no medication you're not hurting for it? Anybody. There's no medication that helps. Right. Really. I have been on depression meds before and anxiety medication, and those, they didn't... I was on it for quite a while and they got me through a really rough patch of um, okay. suicidal ideation when I was at uni. Oh, um, because there is... Um, depression comes with this because your body sure. is in constant stress yeah. and you are... I'm tired a lot. Um, mm. I have a lot of symptoms in common with um, conditions like uh, chronic fatigue syndrome. Like I, don't, yeah. I, that, I don't need an extra syndrome added to my uh, oh, yeah. laundry list, but... Mm. Um, there's symptoms that overlap. There's also symptoms that overlap with ADHD yes. and other things that obviously a lot of um, a lot of kids get diagnosed with, but not so many adults. Yeah, I read that. I know OCD as well um, is, is linked with um, um, Tourette's, I've read. It can be. I mean, mm. I mean, it's, it's really complicated because these are just, these are just labels for behaviours that are going to always vary from person to person. Yes, yes. It's and very individualised, isn't it? Yes, yeah, so... If you if someone it, when someone says to me like 
oh, I met someone with Tourette's. And I'm like, if that is kind of meaningless to me, because I'm like, either you're about to give me a laundry list of what their tics are, <laughs> yeah. and this is a person I have never met and probably never will meet. Yeah. So I don't entirely, in the nice way, I don't really care. But I don't really care that you got to meet someone with Tourette's, because I'm like, what, what does that do for me? Yeah, exactly, um, yes. It means like, nothing, what, does it? It's like, what does that do for me other than you just... You know, it's it's like we're not we're not like Pokemon where you have to like collect you have to catch, you catch them all. Yeah, we, have, we you know we have to find them all and log them <laughs> and then tell everyone about it. Um, so it's it's like it's like um, like almost sympathy. Like if I'm the rare times that I meet someone else with Tourette's, like we'll have a really good like deep conversation about it because they're the one someone who gets it. Yeah, that's not a conversation I need a middleman for. No, so, absolutely. Do you, do you compare symptoms then when you talk to somebody else with their Tourette's? A little bit, but it's more just. Um, you know, there might be like, you know, f- funny stories and things because, okay. you know, stuff does um come up, but it's all, also it's just like, God, people just don't get it, do they? <laughs> it's like no. being, being able to relate to someone who um, it seems who, very who has new. been through a lot of the same shit. Yeah. yeah, and it's not new at all, but it just seems to be just just starting to come out into yeah, well, the public eye, really, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, legend has it Ooh. that um there are a couple of uh, very important um historical figures who the way that they are described as acting sounds a hell of a lot like what we would now call Tourette syndrome oh. um, it you know obviously it's theories because they are long dead um, sure but uh Mozart supposedly yes I uh, read that yes he was he sounds like the biggest pain in the ass um, <laughs> and obviously like Amadeus is historical fiction but I think they do a pretty good job of uh, playing how obnoxious he he was and how rude he was oh. and always like making farting noises and stuff like you know he, d- he died a fairly young man but he acted like a five-year-old a lot of the time genius of a musician but but that's that's the thing you also do sometimes get that kind of i do, I, I hate the term idiot savant like i don't i think it's completely outdated now but there are um elements of that where you can become hyper focused and really good at one thing um I wish I could say that. Um, I I'm more the other way where I'm like I can't. I tr- want to try everything and I yeah. can't focus on any of it. I'm like um, that too. Yeah, jack of all trades, professional at nothing. <laughs> yeah, I am. Um, yeah. Or I get really obsessed with something for a day, and then or I'm like I'm gonna write a play and I do all the like find all the articles and stuff about it, and then the next day I've completely moved on oh, mentally, God, yeah, I and so I just don't do the thing. Um, <laughs> and you know that. Like, you know, I've directed shows and those require a lot of dedication. Yes. So, like, it's not like I'm completely uh, unreliable, but it's like, I if if I don't have other people who are relying on me to get the thing done, it will not be done. Yeah. Like, I cannot be self-motivated as much as I wish That's I could. That's interesting. And I, I, don't, I don't know how connected those things are, but no. it feels connected, even if it's not. Um, well, I'm sure it probably is, because again, I have, but I'm not sure if that's something to do with maybe the anxiety and the depression, possibly, because yeah. I definitely have those two, and I have no uh, no focus or concentration. Um, uh, Samuel Johnson, who wrote the dictionary, again, yes. something that was like a ridiculous undertaking, and he was a prolific writer, um, he almost certainly had Tourette's in the way they describe it, he oh. would like, have like these big sort of fits of, and he was, you know, he was this huge, strong man, apparently, yeah. and... Um, there were things where he um, apparently needed to felt like he needed to be tied up at night and all these oh, crazy things like, and it's like weirdly seems like apparently a kind of a kinky sex life that oh. may be connected Hello. Could, uh, <laughs> the man's been dead for a long time all of this could be made up um, we have no proof <laughs> yeah but um, 
you know, like um, if you, uh, I was surprised when I found that out because I was like, oh, so it seems like the way Robbie Coltrane played him in Blackadder the Third was toning it down. <laughs> oh my days! Where he's like just this this big screaming like mountain of a man I'm like I actually think they were uh, being subtle if anything oh that's the real man I, I know a lot of uh, modern people just recently I've, I've seen um, David Beckham um, apparently has Tourette's I and Billie Eilish has Tourette's I, yeah they're um, uh, uh, Dan Aykroyd Dan Aykroyd yes that's right yeah with Beckham it's like because sometimes it's like I, you know you see like because I've looked up a list of like celebrities who have Tourette's yes I did and, that this morning <laughs> but they, it's like the articles don't entirely know what they're talking about because like mm. what is being described could just be just like it could just be that they have ticks yeah and like there aren't obviously you know the the exact diagnoses are can take a very long time and they are personal and it's not you know someone doesn't need to give you the laundry list of like justifying why it's said but i was mm. also like has this person actually said that they have Tourette's syndrome because if they haven't it seems like you're just kind of extrapolating from I have to say, yeah, all the articles I've read are other people suggesting that he has Tourette's, yeah, yeah, rather than him saying. I mean, another good example of someone who sure did become an expert at one thing. And, you know, that's a, you know, that's like a physically draining activity. I find kind of things that involve a lot of exercise really difficult. Yeah. um, I mean, if David Beckham has Tourette's, then it's like, you know, couldn't ask for better representation because he's someone who has achieved excellence and is like one of the most fancied men in the world and like sure hasn't hurt his hair. Yeah. yeah if but, only he would just talk about it, maybe make it a little bit well, more... he's not... Um, acknowledged. I mean, I, I'm not someone who, I'm not a huge football person. Like, I've seen him in interviews and things and he's not the most... Um, he doesn't seem like the, always the most comfortable person at talking. True. That's very at, true. At yeah, himself. I would say that too. And compared to someone like Dan Aykroyd, he's obviously like a, a big jokester. Um, yes. Also believes in every um, weird, uh, like, supernatural thing at once. Does he he really? He thinks Ghostbusters is, like, a serious drama. No. He he believes in ghosts and aliens. Oh, my God. Dan Arkroyd's pretty... He's out there. He's pretty intense, yeah. (laughs) Um, Bless him. Um, (laughs) Oh, he's great. I love Dan Arkroyd. I I don't know enough about Billie Eilish, clearly. Um, No, she... I like like the music of hers, like... Yeah, and, I, um, and I've seen her in interviews and things. So. She made a big statement about it, saying I think some people have been making fun of it or something. Yeah. Um, and she, and so she made a statement saying that yes, I do have it, but I, I don't shout about it basically. Yeah, um, but all of those people are examples of like they don't have obvious verbal tics the mm. way that um, I mean, one person who people do mention to me quite often, and they should because um, she really is great. Oh, I please tell me that you found her real uh, name. Uh, mm. She goes by Tourette's Hero, but I cannot remember her act. I'm going to look it up. Yeah, you have to Google that one. I'm afraid she I don't is, know. Uh, Tourette, uh, come on, Tourette's Hero. <laughs> um, scroll, so scroll, 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 scroll. You scroll. may have seen her on, um, like, she's done an appearance on uh, Russell Howard's show, um, Stephen Fry met her for a documentary. I think that's when I first saw her. Okay. T- uh, Tourette's Hero. And there, okay, Tourette'sHero.com. Um, what, what's her name? I really feel bad that I don't know her name because she... We will get her name out definitely in some stage, yeah. I'll keep looking for it. Um, But she basically has like this superhero um, sort of alter ego called Tourette's Hero. And she she goes around speaking to kids about Tourette's, whether they actually have it or not. And she just like, yeah, she kind of just goes to school. She has a, it's a, um, she does a lot of charity work. And yes, I am aware of her and she is terrific and I wish I had 
half of the um, willingness to really throw myself out there that she does. Yeah, that she sounds has, great. She has a lot more... Um, her ticks are... Again, I don't like using the term better or worse, but more extreme and more... Um, she kind of throws out a lot more gibberish phrases and really funny, um, like, random jokes. And things. She She's terrific. And, um, you know, if uh, you ever get the chance to bring her to your kid's school or something, absolutely take that opportunity because she's a genius. Okay. And I... Is it, just... is it Jess Tom? That is her, yes. There we and, are. Jess um, Tom, we love you. When I was a, a lad, when I was coming of age, everyone's favourite thing was making fun of... Uh, you for being gay whether or not you're actually gay was a complete beside the point yes i remember my kids did the same being i mean the word gay just meant shit in general yes yeah that's right it was a very derogative term you know what i i i see you out there my old school friend saying like you know they support gay rights and like where were you when you were 14 yeah Um, and maybe they've gained knowledge since then you know that like the so I was more likely to be teased for being like I I'm straight, but I come off as uh, you know I'm theatrical, and <laughs> you know theatrical. I'm, I'm weirdly posh, and like I do think having Tourette's has affected the way I talk. Do you? Because, well, I leave weird pauses and things, as you probably heard in this, because yeah. my, I, I if I'm sorry, uh, <laughs> maybe that's got something to do with theatre too. Which is great, all great when you're recording a podcast, but it's ter- <laughs> you know it's good for theatre. You yeah. know, but you know you do, I do often make like jokes about like. I'm not shouting, I'm projecting. And yes, you, you that know, was one of my like, things I said. Yeah. You know, they, they're ways of like deflecting it and trying to make it more lighthearted and not... But it's like, at the same time, you've kind of been criticised for something you only have so much control over. Right. Um, I also have like a humming thing that I... If I put close to the mic... <laughs> oh, yeah. I, do, I do that once every 10 seconds and will do for the rest of my life. And you can't tell because if you're not like right up close. And... Uh, you know, sometimes people say like, even when you're like asleep, I'm like, yes. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, like, even when you're like on your own, yes. Well, it's like, involuntary then, isn't it? Obviously. Oh yeah, exactly. That's the whole point. Yeah. And again, it's like it's almost like if you need to clear out your nose and so you do kind of a hmm, yeah like, to get it out there, or you know, sometimes uh, you have to hum in. You know, like I say, with singing, is like sometimes you like you hum the note that you need in order to get it, and then you sing. Yes. And so it's just a, it's just one of those compulsive behaviors that just feels good in the moment. So my body just does it. Right. And uh, but that's another one that kind of stops me in my tracks, where I'll be mid sentence, then have to go hmm, and move on. Okay. You say you've got like say like hundreds of, the, of these ticks. Do you find that every day is completely different? You get a different combination, or does it go through phases? Or they, what, what happens? Yeah, they, with they it? come and go because there are. Uh, I think I have at least one tick with each kind of part of my body at any given time, but then it'll change to a different one. Will be the obsession like. I take my fingers, for example. Yeah. Sometimes it's clicking. Okay. Uh, and I'm just randomly clicking. And people don't tend to notice it, weirdly. Sometimes it's just kind of rubbing certain combos of fingers together. Sometimes it's like tapping my fingers against my thumb. Sometimes it's like I'm, I, I've, played, I've played a little bit of piano in my life. So sometimes it's like, you know, tapping things as if I'm playing a piano. And everyone has these little things they do. I just have all of them all of the time right um, yes but and so that, you know it can be clenching and unclenching obviously i'm not doing all of those simultaneously but it'll yeah be, i'll have a different fixation at different times uh for different parts of the body and then my verbal ticks are consistent uh those really don't 
change. Okay. Um, I think I have, if I'm more tired or more stressed and just more, you know, the things that tire your body out, the, some people think that, like, mistake that as, like, my tics get worse. And it's like, no, my control gets worse. Yes, my, I understand that, yeah. I'm putting less effort into... Keeping hide, them at bay, yeah. yeah. And if, I, if I'm having to talk a lot, then I'm trying to think of what I'm trying to say. And so my, my tics just kind of come with it uh, because I can't focus on not doing something and doing something at the same time and be successful at both. That's kind of tricky. Okay. So... Hmm. Yeah, that's part of why I have so much uh, verbal diarrhea because it's just kind of <laughs> once I once I start, like my body just gets into a certain like I need to throw everything out and it's really hard to to dial it back again. Um, it's doable. Like these th- people are allowed to say, "Can you let someone else get a word in edgewise?" Like I fully understand that um, because it's like yeah, it, like sometimes I'm inadvertently rude or kind of or talking over people or interrupting. It's like I. I know, and like that's bad behavior that I do need to control. I'm not gonna, I don't wanna make excuses for that ever. So I have some things where I'm like, you can tell me you're being a bit much or you're getting, you're making it difficult for other people, and I completely understand and I won't make excuses for it. But if someone said, you know, stop blinking so much, then I, yeah. they, then they get the finger. Cause I'm like, <laughs> no, no, cause I, I'm not making your life harder, you're just being a dick. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it, you know, you need to um, kind of pick your battles. I have noticed when we've had conversations, there has been times when maybe... Um, Sorry, oh! those are dogs, they're not me. Rich is blessed uh, at having spaniels just like me, mm-hmm. so you've all heard Bilbo. But uh, we don't know which one that one was. You've got three. You've got three at home at the moment? Uh, yeah, there are three. Oh, they're um, so lovely. We have a mummy and, her, and two ah, of her babies. Yeah. So, yeah, I remember having conversations with you and I... I think you've stopped talking at some stage and I felt as if I've actually offended you. No, but I no. think it's probably, like you say, you've, you've just had to get that thing out and then you've stopped. I need a reminder. It, it, and it's like like everyone, sometimes you just kind of need to be reminded. And, you know, it's like there are more tactful ways to do it. Like if someone just makes fun of me for the fact that I talk a lot, it's like you better have earned the uh, chance to criticise me for that. Mm. Um and again, it's like friends and family get away with a lot more than other people do. Because yeah. like with anything else, like, you know, I I also have certain people who can make fun of me for being overweight and other and people who cannot. Like it's I'm the same with that one, it, yeah. Like like there's a there's a, a, a banter line and you yes. have to have done a lot of good to get over the banter line for yes. my ticks. Um, yeah. I get but, that. And sometimes I'm like I almost surprise myself like someone will make a joke and I'm like, I'm okay with you. <laughs> I did. I didn't. I didn't know you were over the banter line, but apparently, welcome to welcome to the club. Yeah. You're, you're, but kids yeah. will just pick on somebody. Just, they just need anything, anything. That's right. Just something yeah. they can see that's visual. Then, that's not. To be honest, them. I don't. I don't want to play the victim too much in it because you don't I, come across as a victim but, ever. But, but you know what? I was also. I took advantage of the fact that you know this condition makes you say like offensive, edgy, shocking, like even like arbitrarily racist or sexist or whatever things. I'm like, you just say what will get the reaction sometimes. Okay. And I've kind of matured out of that because part of that is being young. Everyone has that. I think every, every, and they got like a laugh at the time, but they get a laugh because of the kind of taboo breaking rather than because they're actually witty. Right. And, you know, I think that, um, you know, that's a thing that kids go through. But I mean, so, we, see, we see it now on on the internet. We're like, you got these teenagers who ugh. are like saying sexist things, just and racist things, and you know, making jokes about cancer and stuff, just because they think that 
it shows that they're tougher than other people. Yeah. The word nonce is being thrown around an awful lot at the I moment. Mean, Paedophilia. When it's, a, when it's appropriate, uh, when you're describing... Uh, don't don't undermine the word nonce. Save it for the people who've earned it. Um, <laughs> like, I love get, that. Like, Ghislaine Maxwell, say it as much as you want. Oh, like, absolutely. But, you know, um, you know, f- save it for the real enemy, if, yeah. you, if you get me. And that's the thing, is that there were all, a lot of jokes about abortion and like all these other like real um taboo topics you just you just do it out of weakness as much as anything else you just throw offensive things out and Mm. i kind of thrived in that atmosphere as someone whose brain goes to that area pretty easily because yeah like i have this again it's again it's kind of the you kind of have a lot of insulting stuff stored up because you need the defense mechanism. Right. And I think everyone kind of has that. Like, on a subcon- I hope, I, 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 I'm curious to see what people make of me saying this. I'd like to know. That subconsciously, when you meet someone or when you see someone, you kind of store up negative things that you could say about that person if you need to. And I feel like I'm maybe that's something that other people, maybe that's something that nice people don't actually do. But um, even nice people, like when you trigger them enough, it can really let you have oh, it with, I like, think with that's, like a real low blow i think every person does that i definitely would say that yeah i will keep that in the back of yeah. my head just in case i, think, I need that as ammunition i think yes yeah, subcon- i don't think i'm abnormal subconsciously you've got insults ready to yeah go. yeah like, i know everyone's like that when you think sure. how quickly if someone has a go at you and you like how quickly you're able to give it back to yeah them. yeah and it's like it's a defensive mechanism though isn't yeah. it i think and i think that's um one why one of the annoying things about and I I count myself as among this group the kind of social justice warrior types is they kind of like to pretend that they don't notice someone's ethnicity or gender is that like like I just see everyone as a human being and I love them all and like I know your animal brain doesn't work like that I really don't think it does yeah it's like the the good behavior is contr- is controlling that and not letting it get the better of you and being the better person and not slipping into insulting someone just because you feel threatened by them in the moment etc etc okay Um, rich i'm gonna i'm gonna actually move on then to the fact that when i was that when i grew up in the 70s it was a very different time from what it is now and random insults racist comments um, and picking out differences with people and teasing people and bullying people and stuff was quite a normal thing to do so i'm 52 i'm an old cow but because I've grown up through those times, those things are kind of not inbuilt in me because I don't like them, yeah. but they're they're things that I still almost have to work through my head to make sure I don't. Absolutely. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, and like we're we're all on that kind of journey together. And right. That's the why um, people who think that they're like the big smart boy who's saying what everyone else thinks. I'm like, yeah, but yeah, it's the stuff that we shouldn't think. Yeah. Um, all the kind of stuff that you'd better have damn good justification and not just, you know, basic tribalism. And so, <laughs> I, again, I promise that's not me. Uh, although I, I have made those noises in a certain amounts of stress. Um, you really? Oh, I mean, sometimes. If, if you ever saw me go full Tourette's, like yeah. that would be, it's it's something that like, I can have like proper like screaming fits, but Gosh. they last like a minute and then I'm right. back to normal. There's so, definitely a certain um, interest in wanting to um, have the ability to say things to people that you are yeah. you are thinking, but you're too maybe frightened well, to release. Uh, but, a, but that's not necessarily Tourette's. Absolutely. There was an episode of uh, South Park that came out 
in a, uh, somewhere in the region of about 2008-ish. Right. Um, it's called uh, Le Petit Tourette. And it is maybe, it's, I mean, I love South Park anyway, but it's one of my favourite um, depictions of uh, Tourette's on TV. Cartman, who's obviously just like this very bigoted <laughs> yeah. character who's like narcissist, makes everything about himself. Yeah. And love the, Cartman. The joke, like the first bit of the episode is he, he's in the, um, he's in a shop and he's begging his mum for a game or something and she's not buying it. And uh, it's been a while since I've seen it, but like he, st- he hears this one kid shouting um, swear words and... His mum apologizes. Says, "I'm sorry, my son has Tourette syndrome." And like, does the thing that, unfortunately, I think a lot of people with it do a feeling that they need to apologize because you're saying something that is taboo, yeah. Even if you're not really insulting anyone, yes, yes. And that's why making fun of the people who do swear and have, um, you know, the thing I said earlier that begins with a C. I can never remember that word. Coprolalia. Coprolalia. <laughs> oh yeah. Ooh, have, glad you remembered it. Blimey. Uh, I've tried so many times in my life to summon that word, and it's never there. Um, <laughs> I, I always want to say Copacabana. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I prefer Copacabana. Let's call it Copacabana from um, now on. That would be a very different time. Copa. Copa la I love it. <laughs> um, I don't want to finish the lyrics of that song. <laughs> but, um, of what they would have to be. Um, but yeah, why I'm not... I really do not like jokes of where someone says, oh, I swear all the time. It's like I've got Tourette's. It's like, mm. you are... Like, don't act like the reason you're swearing is the same as the reason they are like yeah and i think that that's the thing is it, it diminishes what people are going through and it, dimi- mm, yes. it it diminishes tourettes that isn't the swear words and just kind of the more that that association is made the less people are even going to be diagnosed because they're gonna have the same situation as me of like i've got all these weird physical compulsions that are exhausting to me but at least i'm not but because i'm not shouting obscenities in public that I don't have the thing that it could very well mean be that you have so I'm those kind of jokes are never going to be funny to me because I just it just makes me think of like the ignorance problem that yes. we have yeah I see that and also there's only so many times you can hear the same crap joke but with sure. South Park they they nail it because they um go with like Cartman re- uh hears this kid swearing realizes that his mum apologizes for it and everyone's like really sympathetic to this kid and like, oh no, you say whatever you want. And Cartman starts singing, I've got a golden ticket from Charlie and the Chocolate, William Walker and the Chocolate Factory. Um, no. Because, and so for the rest of the episode, Cartman pretends that he has Tourette's. He gets a <laughs> fake diagnosis. God So that he can just shout swear words all the time. And there is that little like, you know, devil on his shoulder. Of every, I think everyone has that kind of, oh, it would be great if you could just say whatever you want and then play the victim for it. Yeah. Um, and mm. like because it's Cartman, he uses it to get away with saying anti-Semitic stuff. And, no. Cartman, and it, like he's you know he's the world's worst person. But he he gets his comeuppance in the end, and he um you know the episode comes down very like favorably of Tourette's people, uh, people with Tourette's, but also in the way that South Park very cleverly like they've also had a a, a much more recent episode where Cartman tried to do that with um uh transgender bathrooms. Where he's like, he wants a toilet that's all for himself, just so he can have a toilet that's all for himself Good and the school not have to use the same one as everyone else. Yeah. So he pretends to be trans in order to get them to install <laughs> a to- toilet for him. And it, <laughs> it's not making fun of trans people, it's making fun of the way that we all try and bend over backwards to look like we're not um, prejudiced. So we let, sometimes you kind of let people who are acting completely in bad faith get away with stuff. Yes, yeah. Yeah, showing that side of that's yeah, that's interesting. It's a different um, side of humanity, that so, one, isn't it? Yeah, in terms of um, depictions of Tourette's in media, that's one that's always been one of my favourites because um, it calls out the Cartmans of the world who are like, "Oh, having Tourette's must be great." 
And it's like, yeah, screw you. Yeah, um, absolutely. But, um, you know, people would have seen this episode and just laughed through it, but they also genuinely would have learned something because they okay. show the kids who really have Tourette's are played with a, with a surprising amount of dignity despite the cartooniness of okay. of them doing the ticks. And they, like, they, they must have done their homework, which considering South Park makes episodes very, very quickly, like, was pretty good going for Okay. Them. So then, I mean, we're, we're coming to the end now, Rich. Sure. Um, what would you like to see, or, or how do you think people should um how would you like to see people approach you um acknowledge um, the threats or so not acknowledge it i mean what, what how, how do you think what's the a good way of um, approaching you for me it? it's first off it doesn't matter whether or not i'm in the room don't use Tourette's as a punchline just don't do it it's yeah. not it's not funny it's the laziest joke in the world you are nobody can make a oh i swear all the time it's like i've got Tourette's joke that is actually a good original joke that it's tired it's yeah. lazy you're not funny like if you say it like, like that's not being funny at that moment mm. um it's just hacky so don't do that um if someone like me has Tourette's and does something unexpected like you are allowed to find that you're allowed to find that funny if it especially if they say something really kind of out there and random you're allowed to find that funny but don't feel like you then get to imitate it back to them and that they've like if someone shouts starts shouting swear words or whatever or saying completely random see the thing is i can't even think like someone with those kind of objects because i don't they don't happen for me yeah mine are noises but they're not words uh usually i they can be words but it's more like complete sentences rather than like random um outbursts yeah with me it's more like if i think of like a a joke like it's got to get out there and it's just uh, just a uh, compulsive behaviour. So if someone was but, to come up to you then, Rich, though, and say to you, oh, like, like you know, um, do you have Tourette's? Is that a problem for you by someone acknowledging it and asking you? Um, for me, uh, absolutely not. Okay. If it's, it depends, I mean, obviously it depends on the tone. If they say it like, so, so do you mind if I ask if you have Tourette's? Hmm. Sure. Like it's, I, I find it weird when people aren't asking about it because I'm just constantly aware, aware of it. Hmm. But if someone were to say, Oh my god, are you one of those freaks with Tourette's? Like, like same question, yes. terribly worded. Yes. So I know what you mean. It, you know, it's about um. It's the way respect. you ask. Yeah. If yes. someone and if someone um says they are Tourette's, one thing that you might think is nice but really isn't is oh I never noticed it because that's doing the thing you don't do when someone tells you about like a personal vulnerable thing is making it about yourself and how it affects you. Mm. I, it's like when someone says like oh I don't notice it. It's like I'm not offended by it, but I'm, I mean, I'm not particularly complimented by it either. Like, that just shows that people aren't... I don't want to say they're not paying attention. Like, that's too, uh, that's a bit extreme. Hmm. But it, it just means that... It, 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 it's really hard to explain. But no, it, it's, it's okay. like, don't it. make it about yourself as a, as a general rule. Yeah, I know, because when, when we first met and, and you, you, you let us know that you had Tourette's, I mean, obviously, we, we see you every rehearsal... Yeah. Um, I will see you because you blink quite a lot with your Tourette's as well. Um, but there's no need for me to say anything to you because, like you say, what's it going to achieve? It's, it's uh, we yeah. know. I know you have Tourette's. It's a very short conversation usually, unless they yes. really want to get into talking about what the symptoms are. Well, exactly, yes. And that's very... Because I think, I, as I've done today, I can explain it in a way that, like, these are all behaviours that are baked into you and that you do instinctively 
I just don't need as much of a justification for doing them because my body feels like it all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, where I really, um, I come down hard on it is really when, yeah, when people make the tasteless jokes about it. Um, and, it and some of the memes that I've seen before, I'm just like, where someone will share it, I'm like, I think less of you just for thinking that this was a joke worth sharing as much as I'd be good. Like, they're never funny. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's, I sent one to you this morning and it was just like... just kind oh, of an excuse oh, to put... Wasn't a good one. Like, just someone saying a swear word is not inherently a funny punchline, but mm. if you're making fun of Tourette's, you think it is. Yeah. Um, what, one, uh, sorry to... I, I know we've read a bit long. Oh, it's the, fine. It's interesting. Is, is there a limit on uh, when it'll eventually no. stop? Okay. I don't care. Um, <laughs> the... Um, uh, I had a uh, a temp job a few years ago now, and it wasn't the interview, but it was kind of the the, the first day of the training. Yeah. And the um, the girl who was doing it uh, was she was very good at her job, but also just a kind of not very professional. Let's say All right. in general, she was she she didn't uh, put on airs for anybody, and it was which is kind of nice in a way. Uh, you know, she was just herself. Yeah, she. Um, but she was also kind of a little, uh, you know, a little bit ignorant in some ways. Okay. Um, don't want to drag her too much, but it was, um, she made um, a pretty big faux pas of, um, she kept uh, like saying swear words during the talking you through what you have to do on the computer. It's like, um, so like, oh, and um, only do this shit and like, oh, just all this. And she said like, sorry, pardon my Tourette's. And I just like mm. genuinely kind of, I kind of bristled up a bit and I was like, Oh, do you have, do you have Tourette's? She was like, "No, but it's funny if I sometimes sound like I do." And she didn't. She did not know that I do. Yeah. And it just it made me feel so like on the spot and feel small because like yeah. I feel like this is not an appropriate time for me to turn this into a teachable moment because this is my first day on the job being trained and I don't like me having Tourette's to be the first thing people know about me necessarily. Yeah. And but that was and pure make, ignorance. And, a big thing. and it, yeah, and it was just. It was, it was just completely unnecessary. I was like, mm. you know, what things have you heard in your life to lead you to think that that's, that saying, oh, I've got, oh, it's like I've got Tourette's because I swear a lot. That, wh- why do you think that that's like a funny thing to say? Mm. Why do you feel like comfortable saying that to a stranger at work? Yeah. And yeah. It was, it was, it was shocking, not in the kind of shocking because it broke my heart. It was more just shocking because I was like, I can't believe that you're that ignorant. Yeah. And, um. But also it's like, I don't feel like I can confront someone on it because I'm then putting them on the spot and making them feel bad. And then I'm acting like the big oversensitive person who's make who's, you know, tr- I don't, I don't want to make out like, look at me, this like suffering person who you're making fun of on my first day of work. And so I just didn't, I didn't, I wasn't at that job for very long. And so it never came up organically in conversation. Yeah. And, you know, I do um, often see that, like, the first time that people hear me say that I have Tourette's, and it's usually quite a while after I've first met them, unless someone else has said something. And I don't I don't think people talk about Tourette's behind my back. I just don't, I don't think it's the thing that people, when people talk, uh, if someone says, like, oh, what's Rich like? I, I don't, I generally don't think anyone mentions it. Well, uh, no. No, because it's not part good. of your personality. It's your personality that people talk about normally, no, isn't it, it? it certainly impacts how my personality manifests but it's not it's not who you are it doesn't define you no no um and you know whether or not i have tourette's doesn't really have a big weigh in on how i treat other people exactly i think it's actually maybe more empathetic because i'm like i think i would always have been kind of a you know 
smug, smart ass of a person, but at least this keeps me in check. Um, I I like I like to think that I'm a that the, the version of me who doesn't have Tourette probably has more energy, but is not as nice of a person. Like I think I'm better for it in a way. I love um, that you say that. Yeah, uh, I think that I'm more aware of what other people are going through generally. I'm a lot worse at lying to people or keeping things in. I do kind of point out the elephant in the room, which people don't always like, but <laughs> but it's also kind of nice when it's out there. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a yeah. real high risk, high reward situation. Because, wow. um, you know, I'm the person who, if there's an elephant in the room, I will walk in and be like, hey, who brought the elephant? It's real, can though, I, Rich. Can I, meet, can I meet the elephant? I love it. It's can real. Can I touch the elephant? Does the elephant have a name? Why is nobody talking about the elephant? I'm, there's a, guys, there's an elephant. I don't care what I... There's nothing... Nothing is more important than the fact that there's an elephant in this room. Why is no one talking to That's the elephant? That's so funny. He, he didn't come here by himself. Uh, and so, like, but I... And, you know, that it does mean that you sometimes cross lines with taboos or make a joke about something that someone's not cool with. And it's like, if someone, I will usually notice myself, I will usually acknowledge it myself. Or if someone kind of discreetly says like, just so you know, that wasn't cool. I'll, I'll apologize. Like, I don't want to ever act like I don't need to do the self-improvement thing. It's not a get out of jail free card. Um, because it would be, if, if I, if I ever treated Tourette's like that, then that's just going to make it that much worse for the next person who picks on a kid with Tourette's because, Mm. They think that it's something that people should feel, um, I don't know, because they feel like they're kind of a, a, a problem to be around. And, yeah, I agree. And so, you know, I think you, you've got to be, um, you've got to be mature about it and <laughs> just keep, keep learning and keep, um, just keep, keep getting better and really get a grip on, if you know someone with uh, Tourette's, whether it's me or anyone else, learn what their tics are, learn what is or isn't to be expected and if they if you if they do something where it's that is normal for them you kind of just learn to instinctively tell the difference between what is a tick and what is an actual statement um or and it's it's uh interesting like i said with people like my parents they always say they don't notice it it's like it's not that they don't notice that i'm ticking it's just like they they can tell the difference instinctively because they've just known me for my whole life yeah They, they raise me um and a lot of my friends are like that, where even if they don't realise it, they kind of, are, they do a pretty good job of making the distinction between when I say something I mean versus when I say something just because my body's like, ah, say something. Um, yeah, yeah. And when it's just, when it's random, when, like, when yeah. something's actually meant to be mean or when it's just kind of a letting off tension or, mm. you know... Uh, so because, really, raising raising awareness and just getting to know you, getting to know the person. Um, it's good, just it's, good it's to good, get to good, know people in yeah, general. Yeah, it is actually. It is. You're absolutely we, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that's probably the core of it, really. Yeah. And uh, is, respect, is it? It's respect. Because also, you ain't going to be able to change anything. Exactly. Like, it's not. It's it's there for life. It's you. You yeah. just have to accept it. Yeah. So you, when you say about approaching people, it's like. What are you approaching them? What are you? Are you going to ask them to stop? Yes. Like, yeah, exactly. Is there a need work. to work. approach? It won't yeah. work. <laughs> yeah. Please but, stop doing that. You know, if, you, if you know that someone has Tourette's and they seem a bit down or they seem really tired, it's like, yeah, this this syndrome takes a big toll on your body without you really having to do much to yeah. get Show it. Show a bit of empathy. Come to you and say, are you okay? Yeah. Like That's if you, okay if to you do. notice that their tics have gotten a bit more visible, which is not the same as better or worse. Yeah, sure. It, 
feels about the same, but it looks if if it looks different. Mm. Um, you know, no, notice notice the cues, and it's like you should look. You should kind of look out for signs um, of people um, not being not feeling great anyway and you know if um you know if you notice that someone feels a bit down like it's okay to just go up to them and just ask them how their day was and yeah if they just kind of just talking to a person it gives them the good feelings it gives them the catharsis it gives them the the endorphins yeah and to know that you cared about and it's not if you have Tourette's you're basically addicted to that feeling so you know (laughs) oh Rich thank you so much I'm going to finish with a poem called Twitch which is written by Martin Hurston and this is just so appropriate standing walking skipping hopping seeing smelling tasting talking no matter what I always twitch people look they hear me sniff. They see me make faces. They see me count paces. And most do not know the reason for the show. The reason for this is that I have a disorder because the wires in my head are all out of order. It's not like I like it. It's a thorn in my side, a never ending burden, an ever shifting tide. I'm telling you this because it's nothing to hide and nothing to laugh at or mock or deride. Guys, if you have any questions, any comments today about uh, the discussion we've had, which has been fascinating, please drop us a line at chatting underscore bear um, at outlook.com. We have the Pinterest page, of course. We're on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Um, Give us a follow, give us a like and ask any questions, leave any comments. And with that, guys, we'll uh, catch you later.